Well, this is episode five coming to you live straight from a shared universe podcast studio located in Eatontown, New Jersey. You are listening to the Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Master Chris Malarkey, fifth degree black belt in traditional Taekwondo and eternal student of the martial arts. Today, I am joined by not just one, but two Gracie Satellite School University Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu students this is going to be a great episode as you know i have a striking background i do not have a grappling background so this is going to be a great conversation uh before you we go any further i want you guys to hit that like subscribe or follow button located somewhere on your screen that way we can keep bringing you this content this means amazing guests and upcoming news on future episodes and what's and whatnot so without further ado i'd like to introduce my man johnny garcia and to my and immediately to my right bart tabashevsky who are both uh, uh, Gracie University uh, students uh, located in Ronan Athletics, which is a, an a tr incredible martial arts school um, located in Manhattan in the process of relocating, as a matter of fact. Um, so we're going to be keeping our eyes uh, tuned for that. They'll fill us in on that uh, toward the end of our episode today. Um, Johnny's been practicing for about a little bit, a little bit over two years, give or take. Yeah. Um, just so he's more recent in the game, but a blue belt nonetheless. It was my uh, one of my instructors while I was there. Um, and then we have Bart. Uh, who's been practicing martial arts for a little bit longer, about eight years, um, who's also uh, wrestled in high school um, and has picked up uh, Thai kickboxing, Muay Thai and kickboxing, uh, and he's got the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu background uh, pretty down packed, and he's a brown belt. Uh, we'll talk about the belt system and all that stuff as we go. But, yo, guys, welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you guys here. Thank you for traveling all the way from the city on this rainy day to come meet me here. Welcome. We, How you, we we appreciate the invite. That's uh, for sure. Of course, yeah, man. It's, it's nice nice to get out of the New York. I figured it, it I figured it might be. I think the last time I was there was like literally about a year ago. I think the last time I, I went to this just the city in general. But how how does how is the city with everything going on with the pandemic? Is it a ghost town or? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the city mostly. Like yeah. Uptown around where I live is not. It's kind of the, the same, but downtown definitely looks like a ghost town. Gotcha. I compare it to like um. What's it called? The Batman City? Uh, Gotham. Gotham. Gotham, Gotham, yeah. Gotham, yeah. <laughs> it, so interestingly, it, interestingly enough, um, Midtown looks more like what Johnny's blood normally looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. But like, you guys are good during this whole thing? That's no, the first yeah, thing I always yeah. want to make sure with guests, especially with the, all this craziness going around. But, um, yeah, so Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu backgrounds, how did you guys get started in the martial arts? Why Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu why not anything else? Why have you got stuck with BJJ? You can take it in any order. I um so me I like around 2018, like beginning of 2018, I was powerlifting. Gotcha. Like I was focused on it. Right. I wanted to compete as well, but it got to a point where the people who I would train, I was training with, they stopped going. Then I didn't kind of have the same drive. Got it. So I was like. I want to like learn how to defend myself because I would always get into situations where what wouldn't allow me to move forward is that fear of like you know something actually happening. The what if factor? Yeah, because I didn't know how to. I didn't even know how to strike. Gotcha. You know, like gotcha. just the way we would stand and you know growing right. up fighting with your brothers. Yeah. But so then I like YouTube just self defense ran into Henner and Heenong. Well, actually, prior to that, I, w I would always listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Yes, yes, and very, he yes. would always emphasize Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, like he's big on that. The power mm -hmm. of it. So I'm like, let me check this out and check it out. So I looked up on YouTube. I found Henner and Hedong. They were basically breaking down the combatives program. Right. 
and they were talking about distance management. Right. So I found that cool. I'm like, oh, snap. Right. So, like, for a couple of weeks, I would watch their videos, and I was like, hmm, let me look for a CTC because, you know, of course, I can't go to the headquarters right. in California. Right, right, right. And I found Ronan, and I walked in. I remember December 10th, 2018, and I never stopped. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So your anniversary just came up, too. Yep. So there you yep. go. Congrats, man. And how's, it been, how's your ride been so far at Ronan? Amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, from the first time that I went, I, Bart wasn't the one. Bart didn't do the 10-minute intro. One of the other guys who was there. And I, I never stopped. I was excited. Like, it felt great. Like, wow, I can't believe how this works. And what is it about jujitsu f- to you that's that kept you or is keeping you there? Because you're still practicing and yeah, still doing, still teaching. Of course, you were, uh, for people listening, Johnny uh, was also my instructor and gave me this 10-minute intro, um, which is one of the reasons I ended up staying uh, with you guys. Because I tried a bunch of BJJ schools prior to me coming to the city. So that was one of my factors. Um, but what, what's... What about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu has kept you there and keeping you going? The art, like just that, the, of course, the, the friendships, right. you know, the, because I played baseball in high school right. and a little bit in college, that competitiveness and yeah. just like the team, gotcha. that has kept me. And just like the connection with like all the techniques, like the way everything's broken down and it's gotcha. art. I love art. Gotcha. So I, I see it like art. Beautiful. It's just... I don't know. It's I, like the more I do it, the more I fall in love with it. Nice. Like Bart's probably annoyed every time I tell him, like, "Yo, bro, I feel so good." <laughs> like, bro, I, I, like I love training or this or that. Like, it's something that's constantly on my mind. So, like, gotcha. It's, it's beautiful. We're gonna touch on some specifics there too. I got specific questions for you guys today, Bart. Uh, let us know uh, what your whole history with with the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, your relationship with that has been. What got you started, what's keeping you going. You instructed Ronin Athletics uh, for the most part, so you've always been kind of like the senior lead teacher underneath the uh, the main guy. Shout out to Christian Montes uh, from Chris Ronin Athletics. Big big shout out to Christian. Love that guy. Um, so, yeah, tell us some – fill us in, man. Mm. So I, I'm a little mm. different from Johnny is that <laughs> I want to be a fighter. First. Okay, gotcha. I uh, wanted the first – I watched this, this, there used to be a um, show, I think, on MTV or something, Bully Beatdown. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> it was like a funny yeah. show where it's like, you know, they got a guy who was a bully and a guy, um, the guys who were bullied, um, and they went to this show and they got a fighter to fight the bully. Right, and right. I, I just thought it was so cool. <laughs> and then it led me to um, um, look up the, the fighters themselves. And um, once I started watching MMA fighters, I was like, wow, I want to do this. I think I can do this. So eventually... Once I got a stable job, I was able to, um, I found Ronin, and once I started training, you know, obviously I did wrestling before this even. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, once I went to Ronin, I, you know, I was hooked from day one, absolutely. I just, I started doing kickboxing classes and jiu-jitsu classes there, uh, like, as, m- as many times as I could have. It was maybe, like, twice a week when I first started, and then I started going, you know, five or six times a week. Uh, like after the first month and I was I was hooked I wanted to do it you know I wanted to do as long as as much as I could and then my my initial goal was to fight um, but you know Christian is very very um, pretty conservative or he was conservative in a way of in that he doesn't want people to fight right away so in, in some gyms if you go to um like almost any not, I don't say any gym but some of the gyms you could go into and you can just get a fight like within a month or so wow so Christian wow. was like, okay, you can't fight un- unless you're like a purple belt. 
Right. And I was like, damn, a perfect belt? It's going to take me like years <laughs> to do that. Um, but yeah, I just ended up just training there for a while. And eventually, about a, you know, maybe a year and a half, two years in, I started helping out a little bit here and there. And then um, once I started helping out, you know, first it was like cleaning and then actually helping to um, being like assistant coach, kind of yep. like Johnny's doing now. Yep. Uh, and then actually started teaching my own classes myself. And as I, as I, as I, as I, as I was doing that, um, eventually I started to compete myself. That's what's up, man. Now you said to me, you mentioned to me earlier that you fought um, in a local promotion called, I think it was Friday Night Lights? Uh, Friday Night uh, Fights. Friday Night Fights. Mm -hmm. So what got, I mean, how did you like back it way up? Like, was that, was that something that you were doing at the same time you were training at Ronin? Was that, yes. or prior to you coming into, <clears throat> into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu's background? No, so I well I started both jiu-jitsu and kickboxing, you know, out running. Like I didn't have any besides wrestling, you know, rest I did wrestling for like a few months gotcha. a few months. I was still very like pretty beginner at it, but once I started doing um once I started training out running, I did many all the my all my jiu-jitsu comp competitions were I did them, you know, within after about let's say 8 or 9 months in. Got it. From a white belt to blue belt. Um but my first fight wasn't in until, like, four years in. Wow. Um, and it was, I was fighting, I was actually training at um, another gym while teaching at Ronin. Gotcha. So I would, wow. I would train uh, during the day, like, around afternoon or so, or, like, around noon. And then um, around, like, four or five, I would go to Ronin and I would teach. Wow. That's a busy schedule, man. That's, that's kind of how it has to work in a sense, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of, that's a lot of training, too, for people who aren't familiar with that. That's a, that's a busy day on the body, um, for sure. How long were training sessions for you, typically? Um, it depended on the day. Um, let's say, like, Monday, I would come in around 10, 10.30. I would do conditioning for a little bit less than an hour. Then I would do the, the class itself, right. and then usually, like, a sparring session or something afterwards gotcha so it would be two and a half like two two and a half hours right um and then maybe i would train jiu-jitsu uh, run in, in the evening gotcha that's definitely a jam-packed schedule for sure now johnny you also just competed in your first competition mm -hmm. relatively recently tell us about that experience for you man well i to backtrack so i after i started with the with the combatives program yeah which is the program we all start with at Ronin Athletics, the self-defense program. After, like, about six months in, I started master cycle class. Gotcha. And that's when, like, because before I started at Ronin, I didn't know that there was a sport aspect to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Gotcha. I just thought gotcha. of it as just self-defense. And that's important for people to know that are listening to. Yep. So I, at once I started, I was hooked. I was like, oh, snap. Like, I love the self-defense part of it, but right. that sport one, like, being able to use my athleticism, my speed, and like with technique, right. it was something about it. So I would always tell Barley, yo, bro, I wanna compete. I wanna compete. <laughs> I wanna compete. And I spoke to Christian about it. Right. And he, he he told me, like, give it a little bit of time, wait till you get your blue belt. Right. Like that, you know, you, you're not just competing against white belts who might get you hurt. Or, you know, you it's it's not as competitive. Wait till blue. Right. And once I got blue, I got my blue belt in June. Congrats, man. And <laughs> thank you. And yeah, then I, I, I looked up tournaments, and then I, not even, I booked the tournament probably like three weeks before. Wow. About three weeks before because of the whole COVID yeah. situation. Yeah. So about like early November, I'm like, yo, Barra, I think I want to compete. The fight was probably a couple weeks later. 
and we just we focused. Bart would come to my house. I got mats in the house. Yes, I, I like saw. Ten by ten <laughs> space. Bart would come to the house, and we would like drill certain positions, do positional sparring, gotcha. just to kind of like get me ready. But I find that what helped me perform, like how I performed that in that competition, my first competition was more the mental aspect of it. Like really, like Bart, because of his previous fighting you know, in the fighting in the past, he's like, listen, you got to prepare mentally. So start thinking about what you're going to do. Think right. about, like, imagine yourself in the match. Imagine yourself, you know, doing a takedown, then passing. And right. So I would do that. I did that for the whole week beforehand. Even, like, while I was showering, I was, like, drilling things in my yeah. head and, like, <laughs> imagining the ref putting my hand up. Yep. And it was it happened like just the way i imagined positive affirmations right like, positive visualization. affirmations visualization Legit. very important i thought important. i thought i was going to be nervous because it's not like it's like competing in baseball is different because yeah. it's a it's a team sport right on the mats it's just you right, right. of course you have your team your right. coach from a distance <laughs> from a distance yeah and bart coached me thank god bart coached me you know and he was there and it was funny i at the, in the beginning, those first few matches, I could barely hear him. Like right. it was like I couldn't even see the crowd. Like, I was just like you were focused. focused in. He was like, locked in. in. That's what's up. And I felt good. Like I felt alive. Like it felt like, like it, it was a. It, I can't even explain it. I think the more I do it, the better I'll be able to explain it. But it's just different. Like it was. The fact that you were relaxed for your first tournament, because that's not a common thing for people. And any first of anything, especially when you make it competitive, is ne people are always nerves, are always you know sweating, right? I always, have to, I always have to use the bathroom before I go. It doesn't matter how many times I poop before, I gotta go real quick before they call my name. I gotta like get get as light as I could possibly be. But those nerves, I, they've stuck with me, but I don't show it as much now. So I'm a lot more. And I've, I haven't competed in a few years, but um, you know, I think. With the with the BJJ competitions, that's something I want to get into. The the what's the difference between a BJJ competition and using BJJ in self defense? I think that's a big thing that people want to know about because I, I I know a lot of people have personally asked me that it, like, hey, is there a, a sport aspect to BJJ or is it all pretty much self defense? Because it's one of the most effective martial arts out there, mm -hmm. one of the most effective martial arts out there. And we'll get to that part, but the sport aspect, what's what's different about the way that the BJJ tournaments are set up? Well, my the way I see it, Bart would definitely probably have a different yeah. view. But the way I see it is just in the sport aspect of it. There's techniques in the sport aspect of it that you probably won't be able to use in the self-defense aspect. Got it. Right. The self-defense aspect is more like the fundamentals. What's gonna help you survive in the street against someone like look at me five eight, you like six four five, six four. Right? Yeah. 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 I'm not gonna do something I do like if I'm just rolling with Bart, right? You know, seeking for tech, um, positions and right. techniques, and you know, having fun. Then with you, you know, if I got into a fight with you in the street, then straight to business, straight self defense, <laughs> you know, combatives, straight fundamentals, right? And to touch on the fundamentals, I I attribute my not success because I haven't had like you know any like I got you success, we know what you're saying but just man. in regards to like just like my success on the mats yeah. I would say yeah to the fundamentals that I learned through combatants your base the base your, your base yeah, very like important the base, yep. all of like the technical get-ups right. the distance management right you know stage yes. one through four yes keeping someone in your guard knowing yep. when to push knowing when you know yeah the technical get-ups babies do because I watched my I didn't believe <laughs> Henry, you know, Henry Gracie really was do. talking about it one day I, I listened to Joe Rogan all the time all the 
the time when I had free time. So I put on the headphones and I was I heard a technical guy. I went to you know some website where Henry was talking about babies do it, and I was like, get out of here. So and my daughter's just turned two, so she's you know still getting up like a baby does, like a toddler. So I watched her one day. She must have been like one and a half, and she did it. Uh, like just and there's no training there. Like there's no like all I've been teaching her is punch it in, punch it and kick it so far. She could do you know some of that stuff, but the it's it's ingrained somewhere. Those mechanics are proper. So I was like, oh, he's gone to something there. And then I looked at babies a little differently. I'm like, yo, all the mechanics. Like all the perfect mechanics for movement are in that stage, and then we lose them as we yeah, go further that's, out. Yeah, that's kind of the funny thing is like yeah. a lot of movement in jujitsu and sometimes even wrestling or judo or like yeah. just in martial arts in general, we actually have them like when we're kids, but we kind of lose it. Why do you think that is? It's a good question. This <laughs> right here, office jobs. Yes, yeah, sitting down. Trust, Very important. Not really know how to connect within themselves, right? Because yeah. if you if you learn to like kind of like. Not to get too deep, but if you learn yeah. to like kind of like search within, yeah, then take it even, deep, brother. That's what we're here for. Take it even deep. Even just <laughs> you doing a improper squat would have you thinking like, damn, this doesn't feel right, right? right. Like this doesn't, right? But because people just kind of live their lives and just go about work and right. their daily things, you kind of just forget about that. Do you, you don't have no sense. Do you think it's more cultural? Because I know there, like when I look at the my my personal view, when I look at the United States and activity with it's like. Everybody I know, I, I, I can see, when I look down the street, I can see 10 people that are fat or out of shape. Yeah. Easily, like just, just like right, at, right in front of me. Not saying I haven't been out of shape before, but my parents instilled like a certain level of activity I should have. Like you should be doing, like in my mind, it's almost like a timer. You should be moving, you should be running, you should be doing sit-ups. Martial arts obviously like took that all the way forward. So I can't say that everybody should be doing martial arts. That's not what I'm necessarily pushing. Yeah. But... I see a difference in the way uh, the what the U.S. culture is in terms of activity, and then I look at parts of the world like China or Europe where they're thinner, or they're 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 or Spain. When I've all these places I've traveled to around the world, whether to visit or teach, I've seen so much, such a different like perspective on on health. I guess so. I, I think in my in my from my perspective, I think it's cultural to some degree. Um, obviously, people have problems with genetics, and I I don't I don't you know I don't want anyone to take that. The wrong way but i think the activity in the country could be could be a lot higher you know we promote there's a lot of sitting like you were talking like just what we're doing now all the sitting like i sat for four hours this morning i'm sitting here i sat to drive like it's all the sitting so now like me in my mind i'm ready to run get up and run like i want to take a five mile run. i know i should take a walk when i'm done with the with the podcast so i don't know i guess that's just my my purview it's what do you what do you think when I, I used to go to this gym and they had an interesting like philosophy on it yeah um they would always call uh, like this kind of movement or even training. They would call it playing, mm. um, and I guess the idea was that when we initially, like when we when we're kids and we when we're exercising, we don't really like it's not so much of a work. We're just we're just playing. Right. And when we think about training, we think about it like as you know as working as doing you know difficult like difficult work, but it's and, and it is. But at the same time, it's you know it's all about it's when you break it down what training is it's it's kind of kind of looks like like we're still playing right definitely is. right right it definitely when, is when we're doing jiu-jitsu yeah. or even like the jiu-jitsu movements it's if you if you took somebody that never done any martial arts it kind of looks like it's kind of it might look goofy even yeah like, it's like yeah. what are these guys doing big time but big uh, time. so it is in a way kind of playing uh and we definitely we definitely lose it because of you know 
work and you know jobs that are just office jobs but what is, so then I guess the second question is what is it about martial arts that keeps us moving because we get like there are days I know you guys are gone like yo I don't want to do this today like I like you walk you like you wake up you're like I, last thing I want to do is put on this belt today like it may not be often but I know I've had my days I've been practicing 28 years now there are days where I talk where I'm like yo, I do not want to teach bro but like once I'm done it's always a surprise to me once I'm done doing it I always feel better. Like, yes. oh, I still yes. shadow box yes. in my, I still yeah. shadow box in my kitchen 12:30 in the morning. Just like if I'm going to go get something from the fridge, typically water, and I go to the fridge or whatever, and I'm moving around. And sometimes, like, my wife would be like, oh, "What are you doing?" Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, all right. And, you know, and I guess it looks like I'm playing, but in my mind, I have like obviously a, a direction. But that's after many years of you know doing it. But I guess what is it? What is it internally? I guess about the system or structure of martial arts, the way it's designed. Um, that keeps people like us like continuing to do it and keep it moving. I think it's that the movement, yeah, being that that feeling, that, that good feeling. Like, so I'm, movement's natural then, yes. right? Like it's I also think I also think it's like the community aspect of, of it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because that's true too. Imagine like I remember going to like just a regular gym just to lift yeah. weights. The first time I was there, it wasn't. I didn't want to come back to be honest. <laughs> I did. I did come back, I but. You know, you're kind of you're kind of there by yourself, and right. you you just have to motivate yourself to do it. Um, and you, you know, obviously, you need self motivation, but the community aspect definitely helps in that. You sure. know, I'm sure, like when Johnny first came in, you know, we welcomed him, and when I first came in, I felt very welcome. And um, you know, you you obviously make friends there. You make you meet people from you know, obviously different kinds of backgrounds, but we all have we all share the same like passion for you know jiu-jitsu or just martial arts in general i think that brings us together and i think that and we also like hold each other accountable mm. uh when we train you know if yeah. if johnny's doesn't come one day like hey johnny wh where are you on thursday he's like yeah man sorry i'm gonna make sure i'll be there next yeah. time <laughs> it's true and to touch on what bart's saying like yeah. when i came in like be so i grew up with three brothers two little sisters i mean i have more siblings but like in the house got gotcha, you got gotcha. you it was a lot of us so but because you know we always fighting you right. know once you get into like high school <laughs> eighth grade around that you know people start you start taking your separate routes so i've right. always tried to seek that community like that got it like that you know just having people around you with the same common interests you know wanting to be better at whatever it is that we're doing so i found that through baseball and what's funny is that I didn't when I played baseball I didn't like love baseball, I just loved what it gave me. You know the Got brotherhood it. with my teammates, being Got able to go train with them, being able to get better through them, and as well as me help them. So when that left, I I try to find other things. That's why powerlifting. So when I went into Ronin and you know through after through time everybody. You know, you start falling in love with the environment. You know, I got friends who's a doctor. I would have, if I just stay in the hood where I live, I would right. never have a friend that's a doctor. Right, right, right. You know? Yep, I got you on that. People who own stuff, people who just talk different, that could give you a different perspective. Expands your peripherals, doesn't yes. it? About yep. the yep. world. Yep. You know what I mean? It really is, uh, it's like traveling almost, like all, but being able to stay still, like in a sense. You can, exactly. you can experience so many exactly. different kinds of people. That's funny because. I was talking to somebody the other day, and I, I always try to connect. That's that's my thing. I, I'm I'm built like that. I want to always try to connect someone to someone else. Like, yo, I know someone that can do that for you. No, let me give you the number. No, call them right now. I'm gonna give you the number, but call them today. Don't wait. So I love connecting people. I know so many different kinds of people. To, to touch on what you said, lawyers, people in real estate, people who are doctors, people who are gonna, 
who are dentists, people, it just like, and then the list goes on and on. And it's like, I've taught these people, so it's like, I don't feel bad hitting them, like, because we've already built that rapport with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mutual. So that is an interesting aspect about um, what you said. And the funny thing is, some, mm. some like, mm. when um, Johnny mentioned uh, one of our students is uh, also a doctor, the cool thing about it is, we used to have a, um, a guy who used to be a physical therapist, and he was like a really good one too. Right. So at the end of the class, you know, maybe somebody armbared you a little bit too too hard. Yeah, you would just lay down and <laughs> he would out. check it for you. Yeah, and fix you. Help you out. I love that, man. We have a, a on, my, on my end of things. We have a a, a podiatrist who's a, a foot doctor. So it's like kind of, and he's like an eighth degree black belt. So that's a shout out to Master Grandmaster Mark Nathanson, who's uh, been in the game for a minute. Uh, was on the Olympic uh, Taekwondo team back in the day. But he um he he would fix he would fix people's feet, which is like a, among the common injuries that we have in Taekwondo, you hit somebody in the. I don't know if you personally hit somebody in the elbow with the top of your foot. Oh yeah, you I know. know I, I was know gonna say, yo, know it hurts for weeks, bro. Yes. It hurts for weeks. You walk around funny. I used to walk through high school with a limp. I was like, I'm not trying to be like Fifty Cent. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, it just it just hurts, man. It just hurts. But uh, but it's so interesting. Well, I want to go into a deeper part of the conversation now because I get so many different. Uh, purviews and questions about uh, what do you think is most effective in the street? Uh, do you think Taekwondo really works um, on the street? Yada, yada. And I and I got to a conclusion, but I want to hear your guys' view first. So we could start with whoever wants to, wants to take the question first, but what martial art, and it doesn't have to be my martial art at all, what do you think is the most effective self-defense uh, tool out there? The combatives program. The combatives program from, from jujitsu. Start off, yeah. <laughs> Got you. The and, fundamentals, you. knowing like distance management. Because if you look at it, 95, 90% of fights, street fights, end up on the ground. Right. right? And you got to know how to gauge that distance, how to clinch, how to take someone down, right? right. Especially if the fight's already going to go to the ground, I want to be the one to control the descent, right? I want right. to be the one to control it. And then once we hit the ground, it's like, yeah, it's like a shark, right? right. A shark in the ocean. You're comfortable. That's exactly. where. That's where. That's where you. That's where you. That's where you live and breathe, right there. Okay, that's a definitely. That's definitely an interesting take. Now you said distance management. Now strikers have, and you know this because you have a unique background because you have both. You, you live on both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, so being a striker and a grappler, what? How can you play off what Johnny just said in regards to effectiveness of martial arts in particular systems yeah so the interesting is even in striking arts let's say I'll, I'll bring up boxing yeah you know it's obviously it's all about punching but what happens what often happens in, in boxing do people clinch correct right because if you're if you get close um, if you in boxing if you get close you know at some point let's say if somebody's getting the better of you if you're on the ropes what they what are they usually tell you to do a clinch, clinch. right because you can only get so far away from somebody right, right but uh, right. if if somebody's you know especially front against a much bigger opponent or some just somebody who's much better the easiest thing to do is actually get closer because if you're so close that i can't really hit you with all the power then my 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 biggest weapon is kind of diminished right and then jiu-jitsu is people think about jiu-jitsu of, of you know just two people rolling together um right but it's actually a big portion of jiu-jitsu is just focusing on safely getting to the to the clinch you know obviously we we, we train that as you know every day almost right, right? it's just establishing the clinch right and then but you know obviously it doesn't end there right right it's how to take the people to the ground get them to the ground and then obviously control um you can always use striking the only difference i would say with striking is uh, there's 
distance management and striking is a little bit different and it's a little bit more technical, I would say, in the way that, you know, you have to know a certain amount of footwork and upper body movement and there, I, I would say it involves a little bit more maybe speed, speed and agility than a jiu-jitsu approach would take. Because um, I would say it doesn't take as much athleticism or, 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 or even skills to get close to somebody and then end up, and end up on the ground and then from there win the fight from there. And it works in close spaces too. Yes. Like if you're in an elevator, right, and you're like a big guy yeah. and then you got someone that's smaller who I don't know why they would pick a fight with you, but let's just say <laughs> hypothetically you have, you know, uh, longer limbs than the other person, then trying to kick and punch could could work against you in that in that type of space. Yeah, and you can almost use walls um, like the close space kind of like as as the ground. Right. Because right? right. usually we pin people on the ground, but right. you, you know, me, let's say if me and Johnny are fighting in, you know, an elevator, I'd say. Right, right. And I'm, I guess, you might have actually, as a matter of fact. You might wrestle a little bit. If I, if I pin Johnny against the wall, there's not much he can do. Right. Uh, right, so I, know what I can like. almost <laughs> use the the wall as the ground. Yeah. Gotcha. Right? And if, I, if I'm if i more skilled, I can really take advantage of it and maybe bring him to the ground where I have even more control. Understood. Go ahead. And to touch on that, it's like, the level of exhaustion, like for instance, if me, if I conf if, well, if we get into a confrontation, let's say in the street, with your size, as good of a grappler, well, as good as a striker I am, I'm not gonna do much to you, you know? Right. So my main objective is gonna be able to, it's gonna close the distance, take you to the ground, let you exhaust yourself, trying to punch, trying to strike while I control, 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 then, then I could move on to a better position or submission or just a position to control and hold gotcha. and wait, right? Gotcha. If I'm just a striker and once I feel any type of, you know, animosity between me and you, the only thing I know is striking. Right. I might move around you, beat you up, but right. gotcha. who, you know, who really won? The, the, the cool thing about jiu-jitsu is like, if you look at kind of like the history of jiu-jitsu, Think about UFC 1, right? What was the point of UFC 1? To see which martial art was the best, right? Right. Back then. So, always wanted to show it out. It was Jiu-Jitsu. And so, pretty much all he did was wait for guys to come in and then pretty much the same thing that we do in combat. Right? Establish the distance. Right. Establish a clinch. He took cats out. He down. took everybody out. I mean, he he murdered cats in there. Like, strikers, like people that, you know, that have belts on, that wear belts or whatever. Um, so, it was, that was the, I felt like it was a... Uh, I looked at some of the background actually because I don't know if you remember Bill Wallace was was yes. there and he was one of the commentators and Bill Wallace uh, who's uh, what was his name Superfoot that am was I, his. am I too young to know who Bill Wallace is <laughs> we we all are young enough okay, to not okay. know but I just did my research just because I remember him being on a poster I had in my room like my dad just gave it to me like hey here you go it's just like you know to inspire you or something. And I never thought about who that cat was up there. I was just like, that's a great kick. And then many years later, somehow, I like, I was like, what's that guy's name? And it was in really small print. So I looked him up, and I was like, wow, this guy is, like, phenomenal. He could only use his left leg to kick. But his left leg was clocked at, like, 60 miles an hour for a kick. Right. So, wow. like, you're, you're, hurt, you're really hurting cats. You're breaking you're breaking. Balls. That's what Christian was telling us. Yeah. Like, he, a couple weeks ago. Like, some time ago. Got, he used to say, he did say, like, almost exactly the same thing. Yeah, Bill Wallace is great, man. Love that guy. Um, but there was a video with him. I'll, I'll shoot it to you guys later today. But he was talking with this other guy that does uh, karate, in, I think, in Sweden. Um, and he was breaking down UFC 1. And he was going through, he was like, pretty much it was like a showcase for jiu-jitsu. Like, there was a brand, it was this brand new thing on the map. 
like nobody was really paying it as much mind as they were karate or kung fu like this is coming right after like bruce lee's time and all those other movies um that got modernized or whatever so jujitsu is like relatively new to the game and then like you said everybody if, you've, if anyone's seen ufc one pretty much just walked through everybody he had a tough time with, with a couple people but um but like reasonably so like somebody that outweighed him a hundred pounds yeah but well, he still they, put him out the interesting thing is they were so confident that right. it was going to work that they put their smallest, smallest guy. guy. The smallest, smallest guy. guy. I thought about that. The smallest one of the Gracies. And the Gracies, for people who are listening and don't know, Gracies are like in the probably one of the most famous uh, martial arts families out there. So, period. There's a whole long lineage of them going all the way back to um, Carlos Gracie, who was taught by, uh, I think, Mitsuyo Maeda, who was... Um, a student of Jigoro Kano, uh, who was the founder of, of judo. But um, anyway, yeah, that's that's it's it was crazy to watch, and he kept doing that. I think he I think uh, he ended up doing that for a couple of UFCs, right? Yeah, Just I think he won was UFC one and three. I can't quite remember, but yeah, gotcha. he, did, yeah, he was, was, was crazy. Because the if they throw, if they threw Hickson, I like Hickson. I like Hickson a lot. I like I like his attitude, his demeanor. The sort of I, I like I've seen what he can do. I watched the documentary Choke like a, a couple times. Had my boys watch it with me too. Yeah, Hickson yeah. really embodies like the spirit of martial arts. He's he's like not like that's like spirit animal. Like on the other side of the fence for me, I'm like if I could be a grappler or just you know be even more traditional than I would, I, I'd be kind of like that guy. But um, he still practices to this day. I think I see I see him on Instagram all the time. Uh, he's still yeah. he's got a mat in the crib. Like yeah, people like that are like. And, I, and like my teacher, like once-in-a-lifetime kind of athletes, like you just don't see that level of persistence with an activity for that long. Because so, people get uh, people get sidetracked with uh, injuries, uh, having kids, having wife, whatever, et cetera, and they put it down and they, they walk further and further away. And then before you know it, it's a conversational piece. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to do this. I, yeah. I can't tell you how many cats come. I used to do, you do Taekwondo, I used to do that 30 years ago. I'm like, and why did you stop? And then it's <laughs> like, you know, and, and same with BJJ and anything else that's, that's um that systemized like what we do but i think that i think and i guess i'll give my opinion now i think it's really more on to answer this question of the age-old question of what's better i don't think it's a matter of the system i think it's a matter of the practitioner i think it's more about who's doing it rather than what's being done because i'm i'm really confident in what i do i may not i put it out there like that but i'm super confident i can keep cast away long enough to like connect with something and i and i know enough I feel like when I got when I learned Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, at least for the first year, it totally widened my my perspective. So many people telling me not to do it. I have more people telling me not to do it really? than really? to continue doing it. Yeah, they're like, that- keep, they're like, keep going with TK. You don't worry about that. You don't need that. I'm like, yeah, but fifth degree now, like you know, the learning curve slows way down. So now I don't want to be a six degree black belt and having and not having learned something new. I should be getting to each level learning something else. I should be bringing something new to the game. Because, like, yeah, Taekwondo is, like, absolutely a 1,000% my foundation. Everything is built off my Taekwondo. Like, my ability to learn what you guys taught me was based off TKD. Like, being on my, using my shoulders like feet. Like, when I was trying to shimmy, like, I got that. Because I was like, oh, that's how you would move your feet to do X, Y, Z. So it was like a template, if you will. I didn't obviously master anything you guys, guys can do, but... It, like I still do the technical get-ups and stuff like that. Like I, I keep up with it on my on my own in secret. But um, <laughs> now nah, it's I think it's when it comes down to two practitioners. Say it's Bart and me. If Bart is best at what he does, his job is to keep me in that department as much as possible. Period. If he's on, if he's better on the floor, he should be getting me in situations where I'm on the floor. And if I'm a striker. It's going to be on if I can keep him at that distance or if I could time you. Because I think a lot of striking comes down to who's got the superior 
knowledge and who's got the superior timing. Because without those two, like I've seen older cats take out younger cats because they have they have this, like having the superior use of angles, having a okay, let them exhaust themselves, kind of like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu's philosophy, letting them like really wear out. And that's an interesting philosophy too, because that's when you watch two people strike all the time, they get what more and more tired. And they <laughs> like, exhaust themselves. So it's a, so it's a matter of who gets tired first, True. as opposed to like you know because you're trying to dwindle down right like the other person, but while you're doing that, you're also exhausting yourself a little bit too, even if it's not physically, it's mentally. So I think that's I think that's my opinion. I think in in the on the like on the sports side of it, you can sometimes see that in um, in MMA fights yeah. with guys who are come from grappling backgrounds and guys who come from striking backgrounds. Right. So like typically what people from grappling backgrounds like a jiu-jitsu, usually mostly jiu-jitsu guys have that problem of um, knowing what to do on the ground, but they kind of fail on closing the distance and getting them to the ground part. Right. Right. Because in order to use your jiu-jitsu, you need to actually get a hold of somebody. Close right? the gap. Right. And once, you, once you do that, then you have tools to you know, bring them to the ground and win the fight, right? And on the other hand, for strikers, is actually it's the exact opposite, right? What right. happens when they get close to you and then they need, you know, they're trying to take you down, and if you end up, if you end up, on, if you find yourself on the bottom of the fight, you know how to get up. So for for me, it's like I'm not an like ambas ambassador for one because I've always done both. Right. Right. So you got a unique take. That's why I had you here. <laughs> yeah. So I've always, you know, I don't, I never really thought about, okay, which one should I do more? I would just, I'm always going to do both because, you know, if somebody wants to take me down, I need to know how to get up. Right. Right. Or submit them from the bottom. Right. Or if somebody wants to strike and I'm not good enough, I got to be able to take it down to the ground. And question now. Is the instinct, if you're now on the, let's say I land on top of you or somebody else lands on top of you, is the instinct for you now with your level of training respectively to stand up and, and take care of the fight from there? Or are you now, are you now like, I guess, trained enough to where you're like, I can stay right here for the next 30 minutes and take care of business? I would say it depends on the context. So yeah. mm. if it was like a self-default situation, like I know I could stand, I could be on the ground and I'll be safe because right. I, I have enough experience and you know, know what I'm supposed to do. Right. It's, it, it becomes different when you're in a fight and, you know, there's scoring. Right, right. Because right? when, when, there's, when there's scoring and, you know, even if you're safe, even if you know what you're doing, you're losing the fight because the other guy is on top. Right. So, um, and I've been kind of showing Johnny, like, even in jiu-jitsu, right, because we were talking about jiu-jitsu competitions a little bit before. Right. And I was, you know, Johnny knows how to sweep people. Or even before he knew how to sweep people, he, he knew the submissions. But... Um, Sometimes he would get stuck, you know, not being able to sweep somebody or not being able to get the submissions. And, you know, maybe I felt like he could lose the match by just kind of being on the bottom and maybe not attacking enough, maybe just kind of on, on score. Understood. Maybe he wouldn't get submitted, but he would lose, you know, because he was on the bottom and kind of looked bad. So I was like, hey, Johnny, well, I'm going to, I showed him certain types of, um, get up techniques that he could do which kind of ties more to in wrestling gotcha so we actually train a lot of wrestling like over the summer and then ever, ever since like summer so uh that gives you a lot of tools to be being be able to get up and you know when it comes to jiu-jitsu you can eat, obviously you can attack from the bottom right but it's always always going to be better if you're on top right even if you're great from the bottom um 
it's always going to be you're always going to have uh, easier time from the top, right? Right. And obviously, you need the the bottom game. You need, you need the guard. You need you, you need to know how to defend yourself. If you know somebody's on top of you, mount it. That's that's the fundamentals. That's the, always going to be number one thing in jiu-jitsu, right? Because it's much more important for anybody to know it, what's going to happen if you, you're in the worst case scenario position. Then, okay, I'm in a good position. What what should I do now? Right. Right. One right. is like a must-have. One is like okay. Which option should I choose? I love that. I love that. Um, I love that. That's a fact. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to get you, too. I'm going to have you speak on that, Bart too. hit on that. That's, yeah. that's key right there. Yeah. One is like an emergency, emergency escape. The other one is like a menu. You can, I'll, choose, I'll take this one. <laughs> At a certain level of training, though, like you have, you have like options. You realize that like really you have to be comfortable in chaos, period. Yes, like, yeah, you, absolutely. You, know, you have to be comfortable. And warfare is like I, I tell my kids all the time, like, what do you think the streets are paved over? Blood. Like, you know what I mean? We've had so many wars on this on this planet, on this green earth. So uh, as, if anything, it's been red for a while. Um, but I was like, you know, I, I always say, like, if there's a fight going on to the left and a basketball game to the right, which way are you going to go? Most people say, I want to go see the fight. It's just ingrained in there somewhere. Well, think about, think about it this way. Like, <laughs> what happens if a fight breaks out in the middle of the basketball court? People are like, oh, all the headlines are going right. to be about that. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. A thousand percent. Now it's a thousand percent, right? I remember used to watching uh, Metal World Peace, Ron Artes go up into the... Go up into the stands. He was aggressive. Yo, he was, he was more aggressive. than aggressive. <laughs> yeah, more than aggressive. But it was. It, but you see those cats. Even hockey, like you know, same thing. Hockey's known for what? It's like part of the Fight. sport. It's part of the sport. It's like part of the culture. Yes. So yes. it's like fighting is like, and that's sort of why this podcast exists in a sense is that we're all fighting in some way, shape, or form, either in a direction for something, against something, or you know, physically doing it as a form of discipline. But fighting is like what make what got us here. Like our genes had to fight to be here. If you think about it, right? So. Um, and it's a big thing too, if like it's for people to realize that jujitsu isn't just for athletes, right. and other martial arts aren't either. Right. You know, and the kind of like our job is to make it more accessible to people. And yes. That's why we, you know, advocate for um, self-defense so much in, in jujitsu because it was originally founded as a self-defense art. You know, the competition aspect arose afterwards, right? Because right. when people once people knew, um, you know, how to defend themselves, they they wanted to test themselves yep. against each other yeah right and then you know that's how the competition you know all these tournaments and all the competitions kind of came up is you know decide who, who's the best you know in this art but yeah. it was initially all about self-defense right so and everybody should no not everybody has to know how to fight not everybody has to compete, but everybody should know how to defend themselves. I a thousand percent agree with that. Huh, a thousand percent. Same. I feel the same way. A thousand percent. I, I tell my friends now who have kids. Right. Like, what are you going to do if you with your daughter or your son and you're walking down a parking lot or and somebody approaches you yep. and you know something happens what are you going to do how are you going to how are you going to protect your family you got a perfect you, had, you made the perfect segue into my next question so <laughs> now I'm going to go into this and these are all again just all things that I dreamt about asking you guys but I couldn't just go in there and be like hey I'm going to take up the whole class of questions um, but now thinking about striking and grappling right if in, in that hypothetical that you just gave where I, let's say let's put me I have my daughter here and there's three cats here does jujitsu is jujitsu better to take care of all three people right then and there while I have her in my hands? Like I'm just being real. Like if I have her and I've been in real fights plenty of times, so it's like I I can't I grew up fighting. That's all. That's pretty much all we did. I, sometimes I came home without my clothes, my backpack. You know, like you know, cats who take stuff off you. That's the era I was coming out of. 
Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, kids these days necessarily aren't doing that, but I have to prepare them for worst case, I'm always worst case scenario. But in that, in that case where, in that instance where I have my daughter and it's just me, like I don't, I personally don't see myself using jujitsu as much as uh, my striking background. And not necessarily because I know more one than the other. I feel like I've never seen jujitsu personally take care of two people at the same time. But is it possible? Is it possible? I think with, with enough of a skill ba skill gap. I mean, um, you could probably find something on YouTube. If you, <laughs> you try hard enough. Okay, I'm, I'm sure you. there are some clips, but yeah. YouTube that. YouTube that. All if, right, cool. If there's yeah. enough of a skill yeah. skill skill gap, you, you could probably. I'm sure there are people who could probably do that, but okay. if you're just an average just a practitioner, you probably can't expect yeah. to handle three guys. Not, yeah. hap not happening, yeah. not happening. Even, okay, so even two guys, right? Because you take three, you take the extra guy away and you got two people here. Like, I, I feel like I could put little shorty down, two-second style, boom, right here, and then, like, I bang with these cats. I feel like it's more more striking, but that's just my, that's my training, But that, I guess. that's the beauty about jiu-jitsu. You don't, how do you close the distance, right? Right. You probably right. gonna have to learn a couple jabs, you know? So right. you might be able to knock one guy out and right. then choke the other one. Right, right. Now, I think, I think they're both essential. Don't get me wrong. I think, I, like, learning, learning jiu-jitsu actually taught me more about TKD and the, sort of the blind spots that we have in some cases. I mean, because we look at tournaments, a person that's really, a really great competitor doesn't mean that there's a that they're a great fighter. Yep. I make that distinction with everybody I teach. Just because that person got first place in this particular fight at this time on this day doesn't mean that now when they step outside they could fight. They could really uphold what they're doing in a self defense scenario because there's a translation there. And I've always made that I've always made that distinction for many years. Like once I was able to make the distinction, like you're gonna when you're fighting for self defense and you're fighting for a tournament. You have two different guidelines. It's totally yes. two. It's like two different mindsets in a sense. So you and know, go ahead. Just to kind of touch on that, yes. like Christian, as we, we all shout out Christian. Shout out Christian, man. Christian emphasizes that, yes. right? Like he tells us all the time. There's probably black belts out there who won't be able to be in the street and defend themselves, and because they've only real talk. their jujitsu is only based on sport. sport. Yes, real talk. That, real talk. You know, you kind of just shy away from the fundamentals of what's supposed to keep you safe and right. protect you and potentially protect family friends whoever you're with so right that's that's you know that's what hooked me about being there and still like i still like i said i'm just trying to time it right to cut to, to come back and continue with you guys but that's the that was like the main thing it was like i, I told my boy um i was like yo it was self-defense from minute one of the class like when you were on top of me how much you weigh johnny one at that time, yeah. I was probably like <laughs> at that time, I was probably like one forty. I, I would and pre quarantine, I would, yeah, pre quarantine, pre quarantine. <laughs> he had a muscle, he had a muscle, and then now, nah, but because I was overweight at the time, I, I was just out of shape for 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 me. So I was probably like two, I was probably two forty, two forty five. I'm normally I run two twenty like where I am now. So for me to not, and I'm strong, like I can lift a room. For me to not be able to push you off me showed me a lot about my blind spots like i was like i can't push this i, I outweigh him by 100 pounds it, I, I felt the difference i'm like but i can't get him to unlock his arms i can't i'd have to bench the both of us basically when i did the when i did the math i was like i have to be able to bench both of us just to sit up and then this cat's gonna be like all right i got another one for you you know what i mean coming up yeah <laughs> but you were so humble about how you how you did the intro class and i love that about it it was like yo 
That's the intro, and it was like a full, what was it, five minutes? I was on the floor, something like that. Probably a couple, probably like two, three minutes. I've never even been on the ground for five minutes unless I slept. So it was like, <laughs> I was I was uncomfortable, yo. I, I can't, I had to be honest. I was like, I was super uncomfortable, but I love doing things that are uncomfortable. That, that, those are the things I do the most. If it's uncomfortable to me, I do it. So that was a very interesting aspect because jujitsu's philosophy is pretty much all groundwork, like we said before. So with you being able to keep me on the floor, I feel like you pretty much just eradicated all my, all like being a fifth degree black belt didn't matter in that circumstance. And I didn't come in there with that. I purposely told you guys, yeah, I'm a fifth degree black belt in this, so you would teach me like a white belt yeah. every every level. Don't don't skip over anything. Like, that, that's the beauty about, we were talking about it too. I was going to ask you, like, how, yeah. how, what made you want to do BJJ? Oh, being that you want to hear that story? Because <laughs> when yes. you came in, okay. you, oh, this guy's huge. Yeah. And then yeah. to hear your background, but yeah. then as humble as you were to allow me to be able to show you something that, that was dope, man. You know, I was like, oh, snap. It was a dope is... experience, bro. Well, like, <laughs> so I I had, I, I forget when, when I came to you guys, 20, 2019, 2020, I think it was 2019 going, yeah, 20, yeah, going in to early 2020. Yeah, yeah, I get the years. It's all blah. But I think what basically happened was I had my birthday, and around the time of my birthday, my birthday's in October. I like to establish New Year's resolutions six months in. I don't nice. like to do New Year's resolutions uh, in November or December because it's just mathematically less likely to work out and pan out. Right, like people that make, like say I'm gonna make a change on January 1st, I'm like, I bet. And let me see where you are February 1st, and they're not, still not, they're not keeping up with it no more. They lost yeah, it's the, like the people that show up yeah. in the gym in January and by February they're out. Correct, so. they, they, they lost the gas, because they, they didn't mentally, and I'm big on mental, which the mental commitment is much more important than the, uh, it's just, probably just as, but it may be a little more important than the physical aspect. But anyway, I basically stayed in Jersey um, and I went to different schools. I really just made a decision one day. Let me see what schools I could find. See if there's any. I tried to look for something close. You guys located in Manhattan, so it was a drive before I even uh, landed on you guys on Google. But um, I, I took a tour of a couple of schools. I took my oldest son with me, and I wanted to sort of show him uh, how to humble yourself, how to be not to be complacent um, with with where you are. Because I said I'm super proficient with what I do. I, I don't lose. I, in a self-defense scenario, I'm not, I'm not losing. Like I just, I know too much at this point, at this stage in the game. But when it comes to kids watching me, I feel like I have a, I, th I have a real big responsibility to teach. I have a, a thirst for teaching, especially the young, the young ones. And I want them to see. They always see people like in positions of power, but they don't ever see them get uncomfortable. I said, yeah. you should be able yeah. to see me getting very uncomfortable because that means I'm not growing if I'm not getting uncomfortable. I'm big on that. So my son Jaden went with me. Um, I got. He saw me get choked out. He saw me. He saw me fall asleep. Um, like I legit got tapped out. I got tapped out. Like I was, this one guy. I forget his name. I'm gonna find him one day when I learn enough J BJJ. <laughs> I'm gonna find him, yo. Because yeah, I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna find this cat because he. We. I went to this school in Jersey. I won't name the school. Not naming names, but he basically almost crushed my voice box like just before Christmas. And we like we were sparring on the second day. I knew something on was the wrong. Second day. Wow. I knew something was wrong right there. I was like, nope. Because if I brought you guys in to do TKD, I shouldn't be having you sparring any black or anybody. You shouldn't be sparring with anyone on your yes. second day. Yes. And I know how the system works. It, it just It's just not safe. It's not that it's like necessarily for business purposes. It's for your safety. You should not be sparring anybody because, you know, people, I've seen so many people walk into the school and turn their back because they got hurt, injured, whatever. 
you know, or they, and they just get upset. So I, know, I, I, I didn't go back for that reason. You know, it's funny we hear mm-hmm. a lot of those stories. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. But now you guys got it. You guys look like you have a high, pretty high retention. Just the way you guys teach, I can't imagine you guys not having a high retention rate. Like period. Um, but anyway, fast forward. I went through a few schools. I found Ronan. I obviously went. Uh, I think I took. Did I take my son with me? The first time I might have. I think I did. But we. I came in. I was like, yo, I signed up for my little class online. I was at work. And I was really excited to go. I went right afterward. My wife looked at me crazy. She was like, you're going to do what? Let's start over from what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to start over from White Belt. I said, I said, but I have to. I was like, I'm just getting, I'm just too comfortable here. I'm not learning enough. Like, there's only so much you can really learn on your own. At this point, it's really just I'm training, training myself, um, which is fine. And then uh, I take a test in a couple of years or whatever, you know, if, if everything works out. Um, but that's a lot of the time in between ranks is, you know, from fifth degree to sixth degree is six years minimum to wait. For for Taekwondo? For six, just from fifth degree to sixth degree. That's six wow. years wait minimum. Which I, And we're going to get into the belt aspect at, at, after this. I'm so excited to like, have you guys here. But um, basically, it's a long wait. So you got to find a way to keep yourself busy. People, I get bored doing the stuff that we do, so I make it more fun. I've been doing that with my teaching, you know, mixing in fitness and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, when I came into Ronin, uh, like I said, the atmosphere was totally different. There was no ego. There was no, oh, yeah, we're going to take you out. The guys in the locker room, and I kind of judge a school by the people in the locker room. So when I went to the locker room, I was like, all right, cats are, cats are attended. The business structure was nice. People come up to you. You came up to me and spoke to me. Hey, shook, shook my hand. I'm like, all right, this is cool. Bet. And I saw Bart doing this thing. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to see how these cats roll. And it was just, like I said, like I was hooked on it. Like as soon as we took that, I took that first class. It was, I didn't get hurt. I I learned just enough to get me to the next time because I was like, I want to come back. And, you know, it was affordable. I just, the time was hard because it's an hour commute. So I had to really, like, plan my time, and especially with my daughter being as young as she was. I was like, that's a lot of time to subtract from her. Um, but, yeah, it was just, that was kind of the, the goal. Like, how can I stay safe? I don't want, I don't need a black eye per se. Um, I'm fine with getting one. But um, I, I didn't like getting my voice box practically, my larynx practically crushed. I couldn't even talk on Christmas. I was like, <laughs> like people were like, what happened? I was like, yeah, you know, you get, you get sick sometimes, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that, that kept me the professionalism from and the, and it, it was a confidence that exudes from you guys that didn't ever board. It didn't ever border the line of like cockiness. It was just like, yeah, you want to learn this? Yeah, cool. Come over here. Boom. All right, let me help you. Hey, Chris, do this. And a lot of that comes from just being receptive to learning in general for me. Mm-hmm. I'm very receptive to someone's got a new perspective on something. I want to hear what it is. I'm very receptive to that. That's dope. But um, a lot of cats, like, they put on the black belt and they call them. I don't feel like I could call myself a martial artist. I know about everybody else. I don't. I cannot call myself a martial artist if I haven't. Not, not necessarily because I haven't studied more than one martial art, but if I haven't opened up my mind to the possibilities of what another martial art has to offer. Like, there's so many, like, too often I hear, oh, well, BJJ does, does this, and Aikido does this, and that's not good. Taekwondo does. I'm like, there's a lot of things Taekwondo can't do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot we can do, sure, especially the way I've been taught from who I've been taught from, who's like a student of the founder, so it's like as close as you can get to the source. But, like, there's other things that, you know, if I push someone on the floor or if I get pushed on the floor, uh, you can't really kick as effectively with your back on the ground as we can standing up. So that's where you guys come into play. But that was my that was my experience, that's man. Dope. And like going back yeah. to the um, you know, with your first day. Yeah. It's kind of a it's less of a problem now, I guess, but that's one of the problems that jiu jitsu gyms have. Um some of the jiu jitsu gyms have in the beginning is 
they just allow that, right? They allow the, the person to just start rolling the first day. Mm. Yeah. And I first came to Ronin in 2013. Gotcha. And it was always like, like you know, obviously it, we didn't have the combatives program yet, but Christian had the same mentality of you're not going to roll, you know, until, you know, at least like six months. Right. So I didn't start rolling, you know, six, seven months in. Gotcha. First six, it was just drilling techniques and, you know, <laughs> You know, for me, like, I wanted to roll because I'm pretty competitive. But <laughs> So it was kind of like a hard pill to swallow. But, like, yeah. now being a coach, it, like, it totally makes sense. You can see it. what's the point of me rolling my first weekend if I'm, you know, if one, if I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I'm probably going to either get hurt. And one thing people don't really consider is people think that, you know, obviously you can get hurt if you're the new white belt. But it all happens all the one thing that happens a lot also is the new white belt because they don't know what they're doing. Sometimes hurt can hurt, other hurt the other belts. Yeah. Yep. yep. Right. Because, and not not like they're not trying to hurt somebody. They're not being malicious, but it's just they don't know what they're doing. And say in jitsu is you know because we're so close. Like I had this one funny incident when I was um when I was rolling. I was still a white belt. Right. And I was rolling with this girl who was also a white belt. I think from a different gym. And um. She was in my guard and she was trying to p pass really hard and then she moved in a really weird way where I took like a full brunt elbow right to the nose. Oh man! Oh man! And I was like, oh well, this is why yeah. white belts don't roll when yeah. they first start. <laughs> you, started, you started leaking from there because people don't realize you get hit in the nose, you get touched in the nose. It doesn't take like a full fledged jab to like make you start to. Start yeah, to thankfully bleed. I didn't bleed, yeah. but I got yeah. the I got the point. Yeah, you know? I got you. Nah, no, I got you. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely enlightening when you. When you, I think, because you humble yourself too in that in that regard. Like, all right, cool, because you could just easily be like, pack up your stuff and go to another school where they can start rolling. So there's obviously something about the way Christian uh, delivered that message to you, and then what he started to show you that made sense. And I guess in that scenario, you do as you start to teach. That's so important. To, there are a lot of students that don't. Um, they a lot of people ask me, how can I get better? I said, start teaching. Yeah, you'll learn. You'll, you'll honestly teach yourself back, like whatever whatever you're missing, your game is missing. You'll understand what the why the system why it works this way, why you shouldn't do this, why you should do this, and you can get to all the like you know caveats and nuances here and there. But yeah. it's, it's kind of interesting because yeah. a lot of things that we know, like yeah. I'm sure you could probably say the same thing. Yeah, you know, you kind of know it without even thinking about it. Right. But once you start teaching, you kind of start questioning yourself and asking, yeah. like, yes. what exactly am yes. I doing? Big time, big time, huge. I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, we're, we're super parallel here. Now, the belt system in BJJ is quite different from uh, the way like other formal styles are set up. And I know from one of my one of my longtime friends um, who studied he studied Wan Wado, which is like some very like ancient form of of like what we do now. Uh, but he was all, he was talking to me about Brazilian Jiu Jitsu like maybe ten or fifteen years ago, and he was like, "Yeah, it takes like." 15 years to become a black belt and I was like it takes that long like can, what can you guys say like attest to in terms of that because I know I know the gap between the gap between like white belt blue belt like I've, I I know a lot of cats that haven't stuck with it because they're like one guy lives by my house um, I used to teach his daughter and I think he spent like five years as a white belt trying to get to the blue belt but the effectiveness is ridiculous off the charts his effectiveness just one belt makes him like it's it's like like night and day like how, like you were this guy that just walked in off the street goofy and now blue belt like you could he could take care of business like what's the what can you guys speak to in terms of how the belt system works and the effectiveness of and particularly of the gracie 
uh, university methodology uh, of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So, just like I would, I pers- I would say it just kind of depends on the person, right? Yeah. Because, like for instance, in my situation, to speak for myself, when I came in, I, I was nonstop. Right. Like I didn't take it. I still don't take a break. Like right. I was like. Go, go, I believe go, it. go. I, I believe it. And I've I, I not once thought about, damn, I can't wait till I get a blue belt. I want to get a blue belt. Right. Or I'm just, I'm going to keep showing up. Right. And when I got my blue belt now, it was like, oh, snap, I'm a blue belt. But nothing changes. Like, right. Just because you get the belt. But right. mentally, I changed. Right, right. Because now I'm like, I'm a blue belt. And I'm going to work harder. Right. Like, I'm going to definitely, like, and... Now I'm not thinking, damn, I want to get my purple belt. Right. I'm, I'm, I just want to keep going, riding out till my professor, till Christian feels like, all right, he's ready. Right. That's cool because um, I know personally, like when you, I, the way the the way the history says it, at least the way history is written, is like you know promotions in formal martial and uh, formal systems of martial arts. Like you would do it, they would the students would do exactly what you did. Keep showing up, keep doing it. There was no test or promotion per se. You just like exhibit all that in the class, and then they'd be like, "Stop! Here's your belt." I've seen like Eddie Bravo do that, um, <laughs> yeah. John Donahue do that, um, some cra- like some crazy, and they and they they dish out like some crazy like the people that come out of their their schools are like insane. Like I can't imagine the difference. I guess the difference between a, a white belt and a and a and a blue belt for you guys is almost like looking at the difference between a white belt and probably blue with two red which is really close to red it's almost like where you are because you're a brown belt in, mm-hmm. in jiu-jitsu so you're like a step away so blue with two red is about a, about one whole belt away from black belt so that's like a huge jump that covers yellow yellow and, and all the intermediate stages in between so why i'm just trying to figure out like i guess it's at the time that you it's time it's got to be time spent and, right and, in, well, in and rank with, yeah and right? with like with gracie university the way we're structured is um we test right right so like now that i'm a blue belt i'll test for my blue belt stripe one right so it's like a certain amount of techniques that i need to know to be able to get Subset. that stripe. got it so like i learned that i need structure to learn right like me personally right like i know now why i struggled in high school not that i was a bad student or i right. got bad grades but just learning right certain things i just the structure wasn't right for me gotcha so now with this structure, it's like, okay, now I know, like, right, I got to do this to get this. I got to do this to get to this. Right. So I know. And even if I keep showing up every day, doesn't mean I'm going to get it overnight. Right. I mean, it could be. Right. But I know that I, I got to get this down packed. Then I got to get this down packed. Because just because I could beat a purple or, or a brown belt doesn't mean I'm a purple or brown belt. Right. 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 But does it make you feel that way, though? If you're like, if it's this probably a tiny party. It's like, yo, if I'm submitting someone higher than me. And I think that was probably some of the tests I heard about. Like, I think Hickson was talking like, yo, if, I can, if I'm if you're tapping out, if you're this rank and you're tapping out cats higher than you after a certain amount of time, it's like, all right, you now can be that rank or something like that. Honestly, me like some, Johnny Garcia's perspective. Just a little yeah. bit, a little just bit, a little bit. Sometimes I feel like that, okay. but I don't let it. I don't let it go over. Like I don't exactly. Yeah, yeah, I don't I let it you. like. like you're a humble cat. I don't I let it cloud my. You know the your way direction. Yeah, your direction exactly, for sure. Exactly. I would say, BJJ promotions are very subjective. It's kind of it's, it's almost all up to the to the coach to decide. Like obviously, there's. In Grace, like in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu schools, like in, when we start Gracie Combatives, when you guys start Gracie Combatives, like if you become a student, you know, 
we first get to the you, you for your first goal is to go to the combatives belt, obviously, right? Right. So, in if somebody doesn't know the jiu-jitsu belt, like belt ranks, it's from the lowest to highest: white belt, blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt, an adult at least. Right. So, the so basically what Gracie Jiu-Jitsu has done is they added the combatives belt, which is kind of between white belt and blue belt. Intermediary step, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Basically, what combatives belt is is kind of like the like the graduation of your Gracie combatives techniques. Right? Once you've accumulated accumulated the, the knowledge, once you have the knowledge, and you're able to demonstrate that you're able to show these techniques, and you're able to put them together um, in the test, then you get your combatives belt, and then from there you're working towards your blue belt, right? Which is and then that's the kind of the switch you. Get, um, you that's the switch you get, you do from becoming a com, uh, from getting to self defense to more like sport recreation recreational um, jiu jitsu. Gotcha. I got a big question for you too. At what point do you think? And this is just general. Uh, you can you can take it uh, from your from your uh, POV too. But um, at what point do you think that we stop becoming stop becoming students and really start to apply the artistry like really like when do we become artists in what we do because it's martial arts like it's all under that we're all here under that branch of art and i'm always curious about at what point do we become artists in what we're doing where like where that where that falls i have my own idea but i was curious to hear you guys opinion your, your opinion on that that's a good question that's a really good question <laughs> I would argue, like, even, it might sound kind of funny or weird, no, but I think from it. day one, even. Go for it. It might be sloppy, it might be bad, but, as you know, as soon as you start doing jiu-jitsu, you know, jiu-jitsu is an art. Right. When you're doing, you're technically, you know, you're doing art. It might be sloppy, it might be, you know, not sophisticated to a sophisticated eye, but right. you're still doing jiu-jitsu, and on, over the years, you obviously refine it, you make it better, um, but, you know, it's it's still it's still the art, I would say. Gotcha. Do you do you create? Like that's that's the point I'm trying to touch on. Is there a point and I've seen it where I think it was the Oma Plata I heard you say one day, where it's mm-hmm. like you can this is a position where it has three different endings or something like that. Um and don't let me butcher it. <laughs> but <laughs> but I've I've seen where you like set up you can set up the arm bar and I've and I personally just because I've s I'm so far along in T K D I'm applying my structure and to the to the format of what you guys do so i'm like okay if he's doing this then something else naturally has to be able to come off that same move yeah I would, that's what i would kind of argue towards that is because yeah. everybody has their own game like in, in the way like right. everybody has you know we all know the techniques preference but yeah. yeah but it's how we apply them you know yeah when you're in the in a certain position you have it's like a tree right you have several branches you can Absolutely. go with right so everybody has to choose their own path. Um, let's say if, if we're in a guard, you know, I have I have different choices. I can look to set up a sweep. I can try to set up a submission, or I can look to get up. Right. right? And then, you know, depending maybe what my opponent does or maybe what I like to do, I'll try to set up one of those things. And I think that's the kind of art of it is what do you what do you create with the openings that you have. Got it. Got it. With that lens, with that with that yeah. lens, because it's almost like because if you know outside of let's say you know four martial arts, then you it's like it's almost like a bigger funnel. Like you can see more openings. Like you like you were. Yeah, just and saying. I kind of saw that. Like I, 
you know, obviously I said I've done jiu-jitsu and I've done kickboxing Muay Thai. Right. After, like, after a few years of doing that, I've actually tried to, you know, me and Johnny have done and some of the guys, we kind of put it together, kind of like MMA. Nice. Um, and, and especially, I think I'll let Johnny speak, like, from his perspective. You know, we, there's so much stuff you can do. Like, think about what you can do in MMA. You right. Can, you can punch, you can elbow, you can knee. You can think, take somebody down. You can try Kick. to submit them on the ground. Yep. You can try to ground and pound. Right. You can pin somebody against the wall. You can punch them from close range or you can kick them from far range. There's so many things you do, uh, you, you can do. You can do everything at once. So right. you have to choose your own your own sort of game. Right. Uh, so everybody can have, you know, when they start, they're going to create that path for themselves and they're going to carve it out. Yeah. Understood. Gotcha. Like, What's your take, man? So like what Bart was saying, how we've been, what we've been training, but so during the summer we started wrestling and I fell in love with wrestling. Right. I didn't care for it before. In high school I would see the wrestlers and think they just looked funny with the singlets on. Right, right. Like they'll put the mats down in the lunchroom, like what are they doing? Right, right. So, but now once we started, it's like just from learning, just the wrestling has made my jujitsu so much better, like. Just do you consider wrestling a martial art? Yes. Why? Because it, it's it's a what 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 makes that a mar- what makes something anything a martial art in your in your eyes? Damn, that's another good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I personally, I think just because I could use it as well with my jujitsu, right? Right. Jujitsu is a martial art. Right. Wrestling, I would say, is a martial art. Too, right. right. If anything, wrestling is one of the oldest too, right? Yeah, I think so. Greeks were doing it a long time ago, people mm-hmm. before them. Boxing, I, I was reading The Tower of Jeet Kune Do again uh, by Bruce Lee. I've read that book many times. Um, if you haven't read that book and you're a martial artist, don't play yourself. Read that book. And it's it's a bunch. It's funny because Bruce Lee never wrote a formal book. He wrote notes. You got to send that to He us. wrote notes. Yeah, that. yeah, man, huge. Um, it's, and it's, it, I think it's, it's interesting that you, you, you brought up um, like your point of view with you know you being a master in Taekwondo and then coming into Jiu-Jitsu. A lot of... Jiu-Jitsu and wrestling are kind of obviously closer l- related. More complementary, yeah. But uh, a lot of jiu-jitsu, a lot of people in jiu-jitsu, especially like in competitive jiu-jitsu, they don't really practice wrestling. Got it. Kind of like when Johnny started, he didn't really know too much about wrestling, and he didn't think he necessarily needed that for competition. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't think so. <laughs> but once he started doing it, he, like, he noticed how much it enhanced him. And when he started, you know, it was funny. Like, I, I was never a great wrestler, but I had some knowledge previously, right? right? And... Uh, I could see in, in Johnny's face how frustrated he would get in his training <laughs> sessions because even though he already had a pretty good pretty good uh, base in jiu-jitsu, even though jiu-jitsu is pretty closely related to wrestling, yeah, it was still so new to him. And he, I could see he wanted to be good at it, but he didn't quite have the knowledge yet. Yeah. But the progress that he made from around the summertime um, till now is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I watch you guys train on train on the gram all the time. I'm like, oh, they getting it in. He's, hey, uh, I know Johnny's been, t- you know, he's been going to a different gym, BMA, right? Yeah, Bronx, uh, Bronx Martial, Martial Arts Academy. Bronx Martial Arts. Shout out to them. Shout out to them. Uh, and he's been telling me like, you know, about his time rolling with the guys, and he's been getting the compliments like, hey, you've been a wrestler. Yeah, it's right. funny because like, <laughs> so, so I've been ties go- right in. Yeah, so I've been going to the Bronx Martial Arts Academy. It's a Henzo Gracie affiliate. Gotcha. Run by a great professor named Doug. And so I've been going there twice a week, and when I'm like, we'll start standing because of learning wrestling, 
thanks to Christian who told me, because when I got my blue belt, I asked Christian, like, what can I do to be better? Like, right. what you, and he was like, oh, you know, your fundamentals are good. Of course, keep working them, but I think you should invest more in wrestling. Right. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. Gotcha. And through Bar and Christian's guidance, I was able to just kind of like, fall in love with wrestling I, I legit love wrestling right and we're not talking like WWE no, Smackdown like, like we're not like talking about like freestyle wrestling amateur okay. wrestling not amateur wrestling gotcha yeah. <laughs> and now the guys they ask me like after yo are you a wrestler and I'm like nah I've only been wrestling for like several months and right like really wow and I'm like Okay, yeah. I, that's I mean, what's up, yo. It, it, should, it makes me, it, it, it gives me that confirmation, like, okay, it works. That you're like, doing it, something it, right. It's, it's, it goes with what I want to do or what I need to do. Right. So we were talking about the, like, different martial arts and, you know, how striking and grappling can kind of work with each other or against each other. Yeah. So wrestling for jiu-jitsu is very, um, it, it can help. Let's say if you're a jiu-jitsu guy that's never done wrestling, it can benefit you so much because let's say... You know, if you're whether you're competing or you're in a self-defense type of situation, you know if you're so good at jiu-jitsu, you're great at controlling the ground, but you still need that avenue to get into the clinch and take them down. Right. And that's what wrestling gives you in a big way is the ability to take somebody down. And once you master that that portion, then you can use your jiu-jitsu um, instead of you know wasting your energy or getting tired or getting. Um, punched in the face and frustrated because a lot of mistakes mm -hmm. happen right and you and you notice as a striker right having fought a couple of times like when you frustrate somebody they tend to make a lot of mistakes and that's what you want to do like I, I want as a striker i want the i want the person i want them thinking more than i more than i am and i want them working more than i am so they're, yeah, they're yeah, working i want them burning mentally and physically um, a lot. I got that burning uh, thing from from Hannah Gracie. I was listening. To him. I was like, "Yo, but it's true though. Like, they, like you want true. them to exhaust, yeah. right? In that way, I just never, I never put the semantics together like that. But that's kind of always what you're trying to do. Um, but I find that to be, um, I find that to be real interesting. The problem I have with jujitsu, the only problem I really have with jujitsu that I can't see yet, is uh, being on the being on the striking end and spending so many years here is the, the the dangerous spot from the clinch or that you got or by starting i guess starting out further away from the opponent and then the clinch like getting to connect to the opponent that that space right there right in between that's where i find the issue because if you got someone that's like a let's say they're a professional boxer you know what i mean like that could be a problem because then you can't because your your job is to be able to do this once you do this you could take care of business but if i can't do that then i can't it's, at least that's what it seems like. You correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where I feel like that's that's really one of the issues where, you know, if you got someone that's better at their striking game and, and they're trying to they're keeping keeping keeping, then you can't really necessarily connect at least from what I know so far. So you can you enlighten me on? Yeah. So yeah, if you think about Gracie Combatives, yeah. is like an introduction to basically self defense. Right. Right. So the way we train is you know that's kind of pretty element pretty elementary footwork right you know of just keeping your feet about 45 degree angles and making sure there's you're not stepping over your feet right right now once you actually like once you get past combatives we actually do like and johnny can can even uh, jump in on that too yeah we start you know we put the a little gloves on right and then we kind of work a little bit more on like a fight simulation yeah. understood yeah. understood yeah. and we worked on that aspect of closing the distance too right Got and it. Once we get to that clinch, we also have different. You, you don't only have to rely on the techniques you learn at combatives. You'll have more, 
you know, available options and you'll explore what happens when, um, when your initial attempts get resisted to, right? So combative is only like an entry to that. It's not, you know, it's not end of be all when right. it comes to just getting from um, out of range to all the way in. Do you think more strikers could benefit, even with people that like, like do what I do, like you know, have a belt or whatever? Which you know, like the belt is great, but do you think more strikers can benefit from opening their minds up to the jujitsu background and exploring that? I think even so. if they don't take it to black belt, like just to have like you know, tuck away you know a year in my pocket has made a difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. At, I, le- at least to like at least purple belt, right? Purple, blue, purple. <laughs> yeah. For striking, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Right. For sure. Just I think just understanding concepts because some of the concepts kind of they translate from one one yes. art to the other. Yes. So even you know even though they're all different, um, they all usually same share the same similarities. Right. Right. W- especially when it comes to distance. Right. I frame escape is like my my go to. Like I, I even though we were soloing for a year, like that's still like something I'll do because I think about some of like the blocks that we do in Taekwondo and using my hands. Like you could use it. I've, I can use it against someone standing up and create space like that too. Oh, move like my head, head away. Like, head like escape. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Move my head away for standing up, and I'm against the wall. Escape. I can do this, and like I just know how to integrate. And that's again bouncing back off what I said earlier. Like you got those cats. I mean, I've seen I've seen a lot of black belts. I'm not calling nobody out. I've seen a lot of black belts in my time, you know, whatever higher than me, I've seen them lose like like big time. Like we're in a bar and they and they I'm like and it goes down. I'm like, yo. I'm like I'm like, yo, I'm not hopping in that. You know what I'm saying? It's one on one. I'm gonna let you shoot the I'm gonna let you shoot the fade with the cap. But it's like <laughs> like you had all this training. You can't it's like it's almost like you nullified. Gotta, you gotta know what practice. I mean? It. You gotta practice being in those situations, but, right? Because the adrenaline But the they rush. but here's the thing though, and I know cats who are listening to me now that have uh, that do what I do also uh, and know me and know me one on one. They know like it's these cats that have won tournaments though. Like have been, like notorious like first place winners in tournaments. But you take them off the mat and you put them in a bar and this guy throws a hook and you're like, What do I do? I'm like, What do you mean what do you do? Like it's a, it, to me, is an immediate switch. I don't know how that kind of happened, but it's not. Martial arts are not necessarily always taught the same way, or taught, or taught well. That's what I've noticed in my time. You have, you do have poor instructors out there. You guys happen to have a great instructor in Christian. We do, I'll say. Um, but not not everybody learns. You know, especially with my experience going through. I don't know how many schools before I got to you guys. There's a lot of crap out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in all in all aspects of it. But I think it's more important. Like I said, one of the functions of this on this podcast is to bring people on and get them uh, and, and kind of educate people on like what else is out there and what can get them comfortable, particularly the mindset because people are listening right now. So it's like, what can they take from our conversation, your experience being as far as you are um, and Johnny's and how to use that in like an everyday life. That's kind of like where I'm going next. Like how do you, like, how yeah. do you use BJJ? It's like probably the question I get asked the most is how do you apply BJJ to life? So I like years ago, not years ago. Yeah, probably years ago. I was someone who like I I took the train a lot. So and yeah. being the environment I grew up in, yeah, like people would look at me and I immediately wanted to fight. Ready the eye, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Yep. yep. And be since mm-hmm. I start, and I'm talking about like I would take the train with like knives that I would make, thinking yeah. that I would need it to defend myself. Right, right, right. But, like, ever since I started jujitsu, like, I have not gotten yeah. in, into anything like that because I understand, like, okay, not that what I could do to you, but just, like, 
the understanding of like just to avoid it the because conference. I know that you know what's in my arsenal. So you're not actively seeking any of this to be cl- no, to be no, clear. No, you're not no. seeking confrontation no, as no, a mark. No. People sometimes people misconstrue that that confidence that we carry around as like uh, as confrontational. I like confrontation in a competitive format. Like if I'm you put me up against somebody and want to see who's the best, I'm down. But when it comes to like when I when we put finally put the headphones down and go step outside, I'm not looking for someone to no, beat up. No. It's not like that for me at least. So that I, I think that's and, and it in jujitsu helps me like per like like if I if I go like recently like the last two weeks yeah. I didn't train as much as I usually train right and I felt so we could curse of course you I, can I, I felt so yeah. shitty like, yeah just like real shitty and like yeah. it started to affect everything else in my life yeah like just my reactions the way I was just just the my patience level right. I'm like, damn, why do I feel like this? Yep. And every day I would wake up thinking, like, damn, I should be, I know what I should be doing. So, like, now I got back to it, and it's like, oh, I feel you got so You good. got those texts from Bart. It was like, yo, where you at? I feel where so you good. at? <laughs> I would actually talk to Bart all the time. Like, yeah. like I, whoever knows me knows I'm, like, an open book. So, I I, I would ex, I would express myself just yeah. how I feel. So, I would tell Bart, like, damn, bro, today I felt shitty because I didn't do this. Right. Or, damn, bro, I felt shitty because I... Wasn't gonna go train. Yeah. I went to train and I feel amazing. Yeah, like, it just helps me go through the day. And that's kind of goes back to the community, right? Yes, it does, big time. Because big we time. we have that, right? We yeah. you know we have each other. We have you know different students that we can talk to, and like it's funny, like some of the students, you know, event, like people kind of make these group chats, right? Yeah, and they text each other, and sometimes we hear the stories, and it's you know it's so cool to hear that you know our students all kind of bond each other, and you know if even if you have a bad day, if you're at like you know, if you come to a, if you go to a gym or you know whatever, pick something else. We do you do it by yourself. You know, you you only have yourself, uh, and you don't really have. You can only fall fall back on other people. Right. But yeah. And and a lot of jujitsu gyms and you know especially ours, we have that community where, you know, if you don't if you had a bad day or you know if you rolled and you get submitted, right. you know, fifty times and you're just like, man, I don't want to come back. Right. You know, you can always talk to other students and they'll probably be able to relate like man I got tapped out tapped out like 20 times too right. but this guy yeah I know by him right. destroying everybody so it's a mutual it's that guy over there it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah, us you know, what? you know what coach is gonna go with him next round let's all watch right 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 <laughs> and and I guess you guys have seen like like other black belts have you ever had Hannah Gracie in front of you any of the Gracies in front of you working yes. seeing them operate yeah or so I haven't. Yeah. Hannah Gracie actually came to um to our gym I saw something on the pro like a, a slide or something like that on the website yeah. yeah so we had a seminar that's dope he came in to teach a seminar uh, the funny thing is I was uh, I was downstairs in the front desk and um, there was a lot of people coming in it was, it was actually like really packed it was, I think we almost had like 50 people right that's a lot in that space too. That's a yeah. lot of people. That's a lot yeah. of people. And um, they came in from you know different, sometimes from different places, maybe even like Jersey or like even different states yeah. or just from New York, but different different gyms. Yeah, it was a it was a big deal. And um, I was downstairs just kind of checking people in right. um, before they went upstairs and changed. And uh, as I as I as I was checking people in, this uh, guy comes in the hood and he kind of sneaks by. I'm like, hey, can you? Uh, are you taking the seminar? He takes his hood and it's Hannah Gracie. Wow. I'm like, oh, shit. No, no <laughs> words needed. He nope. Was like, he's like, hey. <laughs> I, I, to- I totally missed him. I didn't even know it was him. That's cool, man. Um, but like- yeah, he, he, he came in and he taught an amazing seminar and it kind of like put our gym kind of on the, I don't say, I don't, I don't want to say put it on the map, but um, it, it kind of showed everybody like what, 
what we're teaching. Highlighted your space. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. And your skill set. Yeah, that's 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 crazy. That's definitely. I think you have to test. If you're gonna test for black belt, you have to go out there to Cali to go uh, to go do that, right? When, yeah, I think Christian's probably. G, yeah, you know? Christian said you know even though he's a black belt in you know he he's gonna wanna get a black belt yeah, under yep. under them. So for sure, no, that's a, that'd be a, be a privilege to you know it's like something to like check off like you know on on, on your end for sure. Yeah, because a lot of. I mean, you could probably ask him him that more, but yeah. he's been contacted I'm, by a I'm lot gonna of people. I'm gonna have him on too. I'm gonna get him on here. We, we're gonna yeah, all politic yeah. in here. I, got, <laughs> I promise you, he'll he'll be on here too. I I, I want to have him purposely separate because I want to get his. I know I just I was looking at something from him a couple of weeks ago on his on his IG where he uh, he fought MMA like a while. Like he's been in this no, for Christian. for a minute. Like Christian is yeah. like yeah, he's done it. Yeah, like, he's, he's as old school as he's, he can get. Old he's school done here. it, done it. So like big shot. I got ton of respect for that dude um but it, it, it'd be incredible to have him on here and get his uh and get his perspective for sure i have one like i guess sort of final question for you guys so, uh before we close out i, um, I, I kind of wanted to touch oh go ahead um, touch whatever like, you want to what touch we were talking about in yeah, regards yeah. to what bjj does for yeah, you, right? yeah go ahead and especially now in these the, times yeah exactly especially now so like the neighbor i live in the bronx right bx 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 yo and you know like the environment we grow up in in, in that area and in other areas around the world aggressive mm. it's aggressive mm -hmm. i know and if you don't know the people in your neighborhood then it could be intimidating right very right. intimidating walking through there especially right exactly yep, yep. so like what jujitsu has done for me is being able to walk through the crowd with my head up and not down gotcha not gotcha. like not not chest out. Not chest out. Yeah, yeah, I got Sometimes. you. Sometimes. <laughs> but just be able to you know, walk and yeah. be able to give you a hand and look right. at you in the eyes and speak to you, you know, right. and or, and just be myself right. all the time. What was the difference between you, you before, like, what was the you before you kind of, and, and what, I guess what point did you change into, like, this person where you were like, all right, back straight? Because it happens with people that stick with martial arts in general, like, over time. Like, it's, like, almost designed that way. Like to just kind of improve you, period. Like you know your posture, your habits, making the bed. I mean, I know I'm like that. Like I should be cleaning the floors. I should mop this. I treat my house like a dojo. I don't even have a, a dojo. I don't have a. We don't wear shoes in my house. Like everything. Nope. Keep all the shoes out there. People look at me a little funny. I'm like, well, you can stay out there. Or you can come in here. You know what I mean? Like, but but respect the space because you guys respect your space. That's like one of the first things you're taught. You come on the mat. Like you, you know, some people bow, some people don't. But you, when you see people bow in the space, it's like, again, a sign of respect um, for your space. So I, I guess I feel like martial arts is just sort of designed to improve you, like, perpetually, not just, like, for a couple of years or for yeah, a couple of months everything. or for a couple of belts. Like, it's really for, like, lifetime improvement and to seek improvement. Like, even when you're done, you know, feeling like you're done learning what you need to learn, like, all right, go hop into something else. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's important. And I've, I, like, I've... I went through some tough. I went through a tough time, like 2019. Yeah, it was rough for me. Yeah, and um, jujitsu is what kept me going. Like gotcha. legit, like that's what kept me like. And I was, I was, you know, depressed. I was going through a lot, man. And it yeah. really like kept me going. Like I was just looking forward to going into the academy training and afterwards. Because while you in there, you're not thinking about nothing else. Right. You're not thinking about right. the bill you gotta pay. You're not thinking right. about the relationship you gotta patch up. Right. It's just like I'm here. I'm here now, and it's like this is what it is. Right. And then afterwards, because of what I was enjoying in the academy, I'm able to just reflect on that. Right. And that's what kept me going. Kept me going. And I'm thinking now, like if it's only been two years, imagine five years With imagine 10 years, 10 years. yep 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 like, the big changes for sure yeah a lot of people say that too you know especially you know like 
if they're like doctors, lawyers, whatever, they say that's like their favorite part of the day is coming and training with us. So it gives them gives them that chance to kind of do something physically that's difficult and kind of blow that blow the steam off, blow the energy, like the, all the energy. Let's say if they they had a bad day, you know, maybe they're a little bit angry or you know they just had a bad day. They can kind of they can go to the class and if it's a tough class, they'll have that the workout the workout workout part of it, and they also mm-hmm. learn new skills and they'll they'll kind of that's what makes their day. That's so cool. We, we heard that a lot. Yeah, it's imp- it's important as I, I think, especially since you got we all three of us here teach. Um, it's imp- it's it's been su- it's been more important to me because I spent I spent I don't know how much time teaching now, but it's been a while. Um, some cats I'm teaching a lot of the cats I'm teaching now, like I taught when they were five six. Wow. Five six. It made me feel old. I'm only thirty two, so it's like uh, young 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 young. So it's like for for them to say like yo, I've been I've been teaching you since how young, and they're like coming to me now. They're like fin- about to finish. One of my one of my dudes is about to finish college now. Like, and he says he says to me like, and I and I built out like a part of my website where it's all testimonials. I asked people like I asked Christopher one. I was like, yo, be a hundred percent honest. That's number one, two, and three. Give me something that's honest, and then I'll co- I'm all I'm doing is copy and pasting. And I, it took me a while to actually read them because I don't I'm not like that. So I just wanted to have something where people were trying if they were trying to find me, they would know I'm quality or at least you know to some degree. But some of these things are blowing you away. What people tell you about um, yourself and ha- and the, the amount of time you spent teaching. Like imagine ten years from now, like what both of you teaching. Like what people will say about you. How many lives you've already impacted. How many lives you are, are going to are going to affect in a positive way just through doing what you love to do. That's that's why I love martial arts so much. It's not like we work hard at doing this. Like we work hard at making sure I think we disseminate it the right way. And I saw that from you guys, like from day one, second one, which is which is like teachers can understand teachers. Like I'm like, that's a real teacher. That's a real teacher. I'm in. But it's like you you end up fe- affecting a lot of people without realizing it. Like yo, yeah. I just came I just came to the school today to teach you. I didn't mean for you to you know for that to you know patch up your your uh, your relationship at home or for you to you know reach out to your kid that you haven't seen in three years and become a better person. Like. And I get those, and, I, and it's humbling to get because I just I didn't think that way many years ago. I just mm-hmm. did the job. Like I'm here to do the job. I'm getting you know. That that's how I felt when you left the comment. Yeah. After the after the ten minute intro. Yes. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> wow. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we're not nah, real. You got some real powers, bro. Like, for real. That for real. It touched me. I showed yeah. I showed my girlfriend like, yo, babe, yeah. look. She yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, man. And it's also like being real. Like I saw someone like me there, and it, I didn't realize that that made a difference. Like I'm, I'm not colored like that. So I'm like, my father's Puerto Rican. He's like Americanized white. Like he's as white as day. So when I tell, tell people that's my pops, like they're like, how you get? I'm like, don't worry about it. That's pops. Period. Like you know what I mean. But when you step into the mat, everybody gets tired. Everybody sweats. Everybody stinks. Everybody gets hurt. So it's like color just gets knocked all the way down. It's all about performance and that camaraderie you're talking about with the community. Yeah, there's something about yeah. martial arts that brings people together. It's the bonding thing. It's really, it. it's really a unique bonding process. I don't think I get anything. I don't think I would get this experience out of doing anything else, like or football or like like boxing. Even it's like, uh, and no disrespect to any boxer because I love boxing. Um, I was watching Roger Mayweather for like two hours today. Uh, but yo, shout out to that legend, R.I.P. But boxing is mostly a skill set. It's not a discipline, and I tell people, and I, and people who are boxers that I tra- and I train boxers now, and they're telling me like, yo, like you do Taekwondo, and I'm like, yeah, I, I taught myself how to box. I I never had somebody come up to me and be like, hey, throw a punch this way. Mm-hmm. I just remember one experience with this guy, who's a Golden Gloves boxer, 
and his, his hands, and my hands are small even for my size. His one hand was the width of both of my hands. Dang. What? Both my hands. That's crazy. I like when I had to grab his hand, like I had to like spread it out. I had to peel my. Th- I, I, I promise you, I had to peel my thumb to the side to try to. And I was like, imagine that coming toward my face with no glove on, or even with glove, like how Mike Tyson used to do it. Just bang his knuckles all the way to the glove, so yeah. that way he could take. That's how he was. He was knocking cats out, obviously, because he had power. But he was prepared to like. Kill cats and like I'm like imagine this guy a little bit taller than me with hands like that and it's like one punch would take me out because I don't have a chin built for that but it's like those are the guys you hear about getting in trouble those are the guys that are going to the bar starting to fight the domestic issues but you got like the formal aspect of of or formal systems I find there's less of there's it's not that it's not it's not prevalent um, but it's not as it's not nearly as prevalent almost entirely disparate people that study formal systems mm-hmm. of martial arts so i think i think the skill set being how how something's being taught makes a big difference because you can teach boxing like a discipline or you can teach boxing as all right i only care about what you're doing in the gym right now yeah. you guys seem to actually care about what happens to people when they're not on the mat i remember talking to you you reached out to me i didn't even know how appropriate it was to reach out to you guys i was like should i add the monogram i don't know i'm a white belt because I, I know white belts that have added me and i'm like i won't purposely associate with them until they're about black belt because now we're in the same now we're in the same vicinity now we it's like soldiers can't be you know walking in the room with chiefs and generals you know what i mean we're not supposed to be hanging out like so you guys never gave me that vibe which is phenomenal um but it was important that i saw someone that that looked like me you know um i don't know why my phone my uh, watch did that so that's my my wife did that but anyway um yeah i just i thought that was just an incredible first day first experience for for a martial artist to have like 28 years in the game and i and i felt like i was a white belt in back in taekwondo again that's how that's how good it felt so i came on i told my wife the same thing because we all go back to our girls like hey look i had a fun she was like okay like calm down all right cool give me a hug calm down and i was still like looking up what can i do and I taught my, I ended up teaching my sons too. I used to bring my sons on the calls, like with yeah, you guys, yeah, the classes. Yeah, I remember. Yo, they are like, yeah, they, they, they have that. I want, if anything, I want them to have like that just, and they're doing fencing. They got, they got boxing, they got taekwondo, they've got a little, a tiny bit of jujitsu, but they're all like, very well versed. Yeah, like it's, it's, I, I want them to have that because I'm like, I wish. Did you ever wish, I guess, Bart, at your at your at your stage, I'll say this now. Did you wish you had like a you almost when you were younger to bring you up in a sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? Did you get you get what I'm saying? I didn't make sense to someone the other day, but I was like, I wish I had me back then when I realized I wanted to do this. I think that like, all the time. Same, enthu- all same the time. enthusiasm, same and that's not disrespecting my, my, my parents. They were always present, came to all the tournaments and stuff. They just didn't have the knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And and now like you I think our backgrounds uh pretty much are what's in demand because so many people are locked in the doors, don't want to come outside or they're looking for a new activity to start. So would you guys recommend, I know you guys would recommend running athletics, of course, but would you recommend starting, you know, getting started in jujitsu from home well, at, this, at this point in time? Well, yeah. We can't even see the end of the COVID thing, but just, just kind of getting your, your POV. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, you know, doing jujitsu by yourself or, you know, on Zoom, it's not the same as you know, in the gym. I missed the connection. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if, if that's the only thing that we can do, you know, it's still better to practice the movement itself, which is a, which is a big thing. Like, me and Johnny, you know, we started doing, um, we trained a little bit just, just the movement aspect of jiu-jitsu, you know, like the get-ups, like, you know, triangles, like doing the different types of cr- 
crawls, uh, which is part of the movement that we use in jiu-jitsu. And, you know, it's not, and also just to kind of keep in touch with other members of the gym and yeah. Yeah. other people. That's, that's a big part too, because, you know, when, when we open, when we, you know, we re relocated our gym and we opened back up, you know, we want to stay in touch with those people. We don't want to kind of like bur burn bridges. We know we're not like, oh, we're going to open up the gym. We're like, okay, bye guys, see you later. Right. You know, we want to st stay in touch with them. We want to see them. You know, we want to see the, you know, how they move. We want to, um, if, if they have any questions, you want to answer them. Get them ready for testing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's important. Yeah. Most so, of some parts of the world, they can't even like open up their schools like at all. Like, or especially like overseas, like they just not, they have lockdown, like pretty much at certain points of the yeah, day. Yeah. And if we were just a gym, you know. you know, we would just close and right. the next time you'd see us is when we open up. Right. right. But because, you know, we're, you know, it's more like a culture thing than, yes. you know, we stay in touch with people. That's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Well, where can guys, um, where can people find you? Because you guys are incredible and phenomenal instructors. I, I'm telling you that from, having a lot of years in the game but um where can people find Ronan Athletics I know we were talking in the elevator about uh you guys relocating from one location to the next when can we expect you guys to open back up uh, where can people find you locate you etc cetera, etc cetera? so on Instagram uh the, our Instagram it's Ronan Athletics gotcha make sure you write that down say it one more time Johnny Ronan Athletics R-O-N-I-N -N, Athletics beautiful and we're actually relocating to our to 39th and Madison. 39th and Madison. Perfect. We were previously located on 36th and 8th Avenue. Gotcha. But now we're moving to 39th and Madison, much more nicer area, much more calmer, you know, especially with the whole pandemic. Yeah. Downtown has gotten a little, yeah. you know, hectic, yeah. but the area is much more better. The space is beautiful. Yeah, I saw like, I saw a couple of previews. The parking we're, was we're excited. The parking was the hardest thing about getting upstairs. <laughs> I was, sometimes I'd be downstairs for like 20 minutes trying to find parking. But, but um, all right, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we're 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 actually gonna be moving stuff in next week, if I'm not mistaken, and then we Dope. should be getting ready for like a soft opening. Nice, probably like the end of March, nice, early April. Beautiful. And you guys are following all like the COVID protocols and yep. everything, all yeah, sanitation. Definitely. I know you guys always had a clean gym when I walked in. It always smelled like Lysol and, and pine saw. So yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's actually that's yeah. actually one of my favorite parts of the day. Yeah. Cleaning the mats afterwards. Do Do you like that? I, I find it like meditative. I got. Legit. I'm like that. But I know, but I got when I, because you know, typically at the end of the class, I say I, I've taught in rooms of two hundred people or whatever. We we teach, I teach a class or whatever. I'm like, all right, nice little event, and then everybody breaks out. I'm like, whoa! I'm like, <laughs> I said, I told someone, I was like, yo, lock the door. I was like, all of y'all are sweeping. Pick up something, wipe your area, even if it's just your area, your little mat. Wipe your little mat down. Wipe your area down. Cause it's important to keep the space clean. Yeah, that's actually part of the process at the main headquarters of GU. Yes, they have people sweeping. Yes, it's very, Everybody's it's very important. Very important. It's very, very important to be sanitary, especially with everything going around. But guys, yo, thank you so much for coming today, thank Bart. You. Thanks oh my God, Johnny, thank you so much for lending you guys time. Uh, again, this is the conclusion of episode five of the Mastery Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Master Chris Malarkey. You could find me. On Instagram, Master Chris Malarkey. Uh, my website is mastercm.net. That's mastercm.net. If you want any links to uh, personal instruction, uh, Taekwondo boxing, uh, general fitness, I do not have uh, as much Brazilian jiu-jitsu jiu -jitsu background as these gentlemen have, so I don't offer that. Um, but I can definitely round out your experience. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We're out. Peace. Mm.